Hey everybody, Andy Cavernon here with another Cornerstone Connection Daily Devotional. Uh, when I was a kid, our family moved from the central part of the state of North Dakota back to where we, uh, where I was born, where we had been for many years pre previous to that, to Grand Forks on the northeastern side of the state. And I was in eighth grade, just going into eighth grade, and I remember showing up to school the very first day. I, I had gone to a, a Christian school when I was in my early elementary years back in Mandan, and uh, now I went to the public school. So I went from a class size of about 11 to a class size of around 300 <laughs> in pretty short order. And I remember, you know, being nervous about the first day. I was excited because I got to play football and some other things that I didn't get to do before. But but I walked into, into the school and I'll never forget seeing this big, hairy ninth grader walking down the, the, the hallways and he had a full beard. And, and I tell you what, I was in eighth grade. I hadn't seen a kid that, uh, that mature, if you will, uh, at that stage of life ever before. It turns out he was a hockey player. He's a football player. He was as tough as nails, and uh, he looked like a 25-year-old man uh, there in ninth grade at the junior high that I went to. And I got to tell you, I was intimidated. I was afraid. I didn't want anything to do with that guy. I wanted to steer clear of him. I didn't want to get on his bad side. That's for sure. And and so I avoided him. And and you know I ended up avoiding him for forever, and it was no big deal. But but it, it reminds me that there are times when we come into situations where uh, we're afraid. We're, we're, we have some fear about uh, what's going on. And we talked about this last Sunday. I encourage you, if you're interested in the topic, to go back and listen to the sermon from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses uh, uh, 13 through 17. It's a, it's a great study from Peter on uh, how to respond when life gets scary. Well, uh, there's another pericope, another story in the Gospels that also interacts with this concept of fear. And, and what do we do with it? And, and there's two stories back to back. There's three different characters that respond to fear in very different ways. And the first story is one that we've already covered here on, on the connection, no doubt, certainly in our Bible reading. Uh, it's, it's the story of Jesus encountering the storm with his disciples. And the disciples, uh, you know, they're, they're, Jesus is with them, and they, they're afraid of the storm, and they're nervous, and, you know, what's going on? And, uh, and Jesus, of course, is awakened by the disciples, and he, he kind of wakes up. And he calms the storm, and he calms the disciples' uh, fear. And yet, if you notice, uh, in verse 40 of chapter 4, uh, it, Jesus said to the disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still not have faith? See, the, the disciples were afraid of the storm. Uh, their fear shifted. <laughs> no longer were they afraid of the storm. Now they were afraid of Jesus. And it says in verse 41, They were terrified, and they asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. See, they didn't yet know who they were with. They didn't know uh, who Jesus was, his true identity. They had some suspicions. They had some hopes. But when Jesus calmed the storms, they realized this guy is from another league. He's not of us. And it caused them to be afraid. In fact, it was the kind of fear that causes you to faint. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, you've had a fear like that. I, I had that fear, I think, in eighth grade when I saw this big dude with a big beard uh, walking down the halls. I had a fear that faints. Now, there's another response to fear. In the next story, in, in chapter 5, we encounter Jesus. He's crossing the lake with the disciples. He ends up in the region of the Gerasenes, and he encounters a man who's demon-possessed. In fact, there's a whole host of demons with him, and Jesus comes up to the man. This man's been un unable to be subdued. He's, he's naked. He's, he's in, a, in a terrible state, and everybody's just petrified of him. And again, fear, right? Uh, they're petrified of him, but Jesus walks up, and, and this man sees him from a distance. He runs down. He falls in front of him, and he shouts, verse 7, at the 
the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? In God's name, don't torture me. Now, uh, it's likely that th these are the demons speaking here, but it's certainly the man is a part of it. And the man sees Jesus, and like the disciples, he's afraid, right? And, and the demons are afraid because they, they, unlike the disciples, recognize who Jesus is. They recognize that he has authority, and they actually call him Son of the Most High God. They get it. The disciples don't. Their fear is appropriate in that instance. And, and Jesus, of course, says, come out of the man, you impure spirit. Uh, the, the, the spirits then come out. They go into the pigs. We, we know that story. But then it's fascinating. Fear continues around the person of Jesus. And, and the people in the town, they, they figure out what's going on. And in verses 14 to 17, it says this. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were, guess what? <laughs> they were afraid. Uh, they, were, they were afraid of what they saw. Now, the people, unlike the demons, didn't recognize Jesus' true identity as the Son of the Most High God. And so here they are afraid. And then listen to what happens then. It says, Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. And then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. In other words, these people, their fear caused them to flee. They wanted Jesus to flee. They wanted to get away from him. They wanted to be as far apart from him as they could. Uh, they didn't understand who Jesus was. Their fear was, was that this is a powerful man. They had seen the power of the demon-possessed man. Here was one who is greater. They wanted nothing to do with him. And friends, uh, we often respond to, to things that we're afraid of in these, these ways. We either faint. We just don't know what to do. We're petrified. We try to run away because we're not recognizing who we're with. But notice this. Notice this. Uh, the demoniac, after he's been set free from these demons, he, he gets it. And in verse 18, it says, As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but he said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how he's had mercy on you. And so the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and all the people were amazed. This man, remember, who was afraid, who was demon-possessed, who fell at Jesus' feet, said, get away from me. His life was transformed. And for him, his fear, the fear that he expressed in verse 7, became a faith that was willing to follow. This man understood, this guy is somebody different. I want to be with this guy. Jesus says, no, nah, you can't be with me right now, but here I'm going to send you. Uh, you've already been with me. I'm going to send you. You go and tell about me. The man does it. He goes and tells people, this guy changed my life. He, he, his, his fear drove him to faith, and it was a faith that began to follow. Uh, friends, uh, I know there's a lot to be afraid of these days uh, in different ways, different forms. Um, and not just current events, uh, the, the invasion from, of Russia to, to Ukraine, the, the different political uh, things that are going on, uh, you know, the, the, the pandemic, all of these other things. Maybe there's, there's things to be afraid of in your own home that you haven't even told anybody about. Uh, I understand that there's a lot going on in all of our lives. But here's what I also understand. There's a Savior who's conquered fear. He's the Savior that calms the wind and the waves. He's, he's the Savior that casts out demons and exercises his authority over even the most nefarious, dark, powerful forces of this world. He triumphs. How do I know that? Because he got up out of the grave. 
because he's the son of the most high God. And so, uh, friends, if you're tempted to let your fear cause you to faint today, if you're tempted to, to let your fear cause you to flee from Jesus, to flee from your surroundings, let me remind you who you're dealing with. You're dealing with the victorious son of God. And so instead, let your fear cause you to follow. Uh, and it, to turn into a genuine faith. That's what God would have for you today. And as you follow him, here's what I'm convinced of. You'll see him anew, and you'll gain confidence that he is the solution to even the worst of what this world throws at you. God bless you, friends, and Lord willing, we'll see you again soon on the Cornerstone Connection.